0: If you have a more of a personal nature question, you could chat it directly to us and um, we will get it to you. We won't actually say who the question is from. Okay? So if you feel as though you want to ask a more anonymous question, you can totally do that by just asking us directly. Otherwise, for those of you who are on Facebook, you're not joining us on Zoom, you're totally welcome to ask questions on the comment section, okay? And we'll be, I'll be monitoring that. And uh, otherwise, if you don't mind it being broadcast, just feel free to jump in and ask questions. We really want to cover as many topics as possible to the best that we can. So it might go longer than our typical sessions, which is usually from 8 to 9. So we'll see how it goes. It might be only 8 to 9. How come you both are so far away from us? <laughs> I don't understand.
1: But <laughs> It's supposed to be a semicircle.
2: Oh, I, I, think, I think we're all captured on there, though, right?
1: Do you see, mm-hmm. do you see yes. everyone? I actually... Uh, yeah, yeah everybody. It's very clear. Oh. oh, okay, okay. Good, good. <laughs> well,
0: anyway, um, George, you know, whenever we get together, we always have you pray. <laughs> That's just how it goes. So, love, Zoom.
1: Do you mind praying for us? Father, we we come together tonight and we are so grateful that we can take this time. And
3: um,
1: we all made a commitment and we all determined that this time, that um, we came to a standstill. We, we want to use this time. We want mm-hmm. to grow. We want to walk out of this uh, more mature, stronger, mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. And um, we know that nothing is closer to your heart for mm-hmm. families and marriage and nothing is a bigger target for the mm-hmm. evil one than marriages mm-hmm. and we only have to look at statistics and what is busy happening and we would know that um, there's a huge onslaught in mar- marriages and mm-hmm. many times it's very tough for us in today's world where all of us have to work long hours and face many challenges our children are exposed to many things Uh, the pressures on us are immense yet um, you did give us a robust structure in marriage to not only survive, but to thrive. Yes. And so tonight, I invite you, Holy Spirit, to Mm -hmm. be with us. You know, you guide us, you teach us, Mm -hmm. remind us of the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Jesus, may the vision that you had for marriage be Mm -hmm. proclaimed Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. and carefully tonight. And those of us that struggle, Mm -hmm. and have questions and problems, and even Mm -hmm. some of us might feel a little bit despondent tonight, Mm That you will encourage us, Mm. that there's no condemnation in Mm. Christ. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's conviction, Mm. a change of direction, Mm -hmm. but there's always hope. Mm. There's always life. It's never too late. It's never too old. It's never too far Mm. for you to fix and to heal and Mm -hmm. to restore. You are the restorer
3: Mm -hmm.
1: by excellence. Mm -hmm. We know that. Mm. And we pray tonight that you will infuse us and encourage us with your truths in Jesus'
0: name. Amen. Amen. So we are going to begin by, first of all, um, remembering that, uh, just actually thinking through some of the uh, couple of passages that we went through together, we... We went through, George and I went through Ephesians chapter 5, verses, I think, 21 through 33. And then you both went through 1 Peter 3, 1 through 6. And I thought it would be good to hear it from now, our perspectives as the four of us together as we go through very quickly, because we've spent a lot of time on those. And then there are a number of questions and topics that I want to cover as well. Mm But there are a couple of conditions. The first condition is that George and I are not allowed to speak more than (laughs) Carolyn and and Sua. Uh,
2: (laughs) We're happy to. (laughs) 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 to
0: (laughs) We don't want to dominate the conversation because George and I are, especially George. You know, he's so talkative. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, but we really want to hear from the wives as well, because I think that, especially I know for a lot of the women, they want to hear your perspective. So it's very important. So I thought what we could do is first start off with Ephesians 5, because George and I did spend quite a lot of time talking about what it meant to, for a husband to love their wife as Christ loved the church and how significant, how important that is how that we're called to do that regardless of the response of the wife, that it's not contingent on the wife's submission that we're to do that. And how challenging it is actually. We tend to think that submission is harder Then George pointed out verse 20, which is that there's a premise that we're submitting first to one another out of reverence for Christ. And so, um, Verses, 12, what is it? Is it 21? That begins mm-hmm. with the exhortation to wives, uh, 22, I'm sorry, and then 25 on. Mm-hmm. So i would like to hear from both of you, because it says, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. And you know, you know what I think is a key word, and I'd really like to hear what you both think about this. Is the key word in verse 22, there's one small word that can be easily left out is the word own.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like why that's significant? Because it's not a call, because someone asked the question to you, Carolyn, in your, your talk, can I be a politician as a woman?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's this idea that, oh, all women must submit to all men.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But that word own seems to make a big difference, would you say? Mm-hmm.
4: Yes, it would. And I, in the NIV, which I've got here have, George's, it says your. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it also implies one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. it's your own yes. or yours. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you belong to each other. Mm-hmm. Because Christ wants us to be one when we are married as one. Mm-hmm. Not married to three husbands or whatever, or mm-hmm. wives, mm-hmm. but that, mm-hmm. you know, being one. Right. And I think that... Gives initially, and I mean, even there before it even starts, where it says, Submit to one another.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: Mm -hmm. Again, it's that you become one in marriage, Mm the unity with Mm -hmm. Him. So Mm -hmm. it's your own and it's yours.
0: Mm
4: -hmm. But no, that's the way I said.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any further thoughts?
2: Well, I think the parallel perhaps with the word as mm-hmm. to the Lord, I don't know, I'm just thinking about uh, submitting to your own, your one husband as though unto the Lord, that that just seems like such a, a strong or, you know, just a, a really clear requirement for the wife as unto the Lord, like mm-hmm. the fact that god sees it as we do this unto our own husband Mm -hmm. as though we are doing it unto him Mm -hmm. and he receives it that way Mm -hmm.
0: um so george i want to ask Mm -hmm. you this question is that um you know it says verse 24 now as there really is a direct correlation between and not just wife to husband but also husband loving wife both of them seem to parallel directly Jesus to the church. Mm -hmm. Like Paul's point, I think a lot of times we look at these two, this passage and we think it's all about marriage, but actually it's about Jesus and the church. And it's interesting. I've actually always thought about husbands, maybe it's because I'm a husband, I'm thinking about I have to love my wife as Christ loved the church. But here it's talking about submission as in the church to Christ, right? How does the submission of the church to Christ? What do you think that looks like, and how in, does that, in some way, reflect what is the idea of submission? Like the the submission that Paul is telling wives to submit to a husband. I'd like to hear you think, express that because that correlation is so yes, tight. Yes,
1: you know, um, to to put it in another angle, sometimes. Um, Especially if, if and I would speak to wives mm-hmm. um, and we would speak about this this part called mm-hmm. submission, I think first of all the one thing that's very really important is that husbands is to um, not they are not there to please themselves, but they mm-hmm. are there to serve the interest of their wives. Mm-hmm. And so the attitude of the husbands is crucially important Mm -hmm. for this to work. The attitude of the husband must be the attitude of Christ. And Philippians 2 speaks Mm -hmm. about, uh, 1-11 to speaks about, have the same mindset as Christ. Mm -hmm. Even though he was Mm -hmm. the Prince of the the heavens, Mm -hmm. he became a servant. And so when you read Philippians 2 verse 1-11, to it's deeply challenging if you consider that into the marriage context. Mm -hmm. But then the the question you asked about, so when I and Karen speak to ladies and we want to speak about that submission part, we see it, we bring it from another angle where we say, the church submits to Christ because Christ did this crazy act of love. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
1: it wasn't because Christ said, if you work hard and you behave, you mm. can be my church. Yes. Mm-hmm. While, we must read Isaiah again, yes. while the church was still sinners, mm-hmm. while the church was still rebellious, while the church had questions, why do you want me to submit to you? Mm-hmm. While that was happening, Christ died on the cross. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, submit and then I'll die on the cross. Mm-hmm. Now this twists the whole thing upside down Mm -hmm. and I think many theologians wouldn't like it this way. (laughs) But this is the truth Mm -hmm. if you compare that. And so to say to a lady then, Mm -hmm. a wife, are you prepared to submit to somebody that only wants the best for you every moment of every day Mm -hmm. and everything Mm -hmm. you do? Mm -hmm. It is nearly, then you can contextualize Mm -hmm. and submit to say, will you receive that love and Mm -hmm. be covered by it? Mm-hmm. And accept mm-hmm. that as authority of your life. Mm-hmm. And the goal of that authority is to love you. Mm-hmm. I mean that, that makes it a very mm-hmm. different angle of cultivarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
4: mm-hmm. and I think even what I said with our chat is submission is to accept.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, and when you say that, when you make your vows, you know, you you do those vows and you accept each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so accepting that mm-hmm. as your submission, mm-hmm. you accept mm-hmm. that authority, you accept that as your husband mm-hmm. and being That's one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard to
1: accept?
4: Yeah. I was just wondering that too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so
2: hard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: The uh, anthropologists are saying that during the Enlightenment, there was a paradigm shift in why marriages exist. Before that, it was much more to display the glory of Christ and to serve the community and to be a godly structure of order and mm-hmm. response, you know. Mm-hmm. But after the Enlightenment, when individualism became very strong and, and started infiltrating mm-hmm. into that, mm-hmm. it became much more, mm. I'm looking for somebody that's going to meet my needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think there was, a, they track it back to the Enlightenment, mm-hmm. yeah, but they said from there, the, Western world view of, mm-hmm. of marriages started changing mm-hmm. to the place where today people say, I'm just waiting for that perfect person, mm-hmm. but we're actually saying as we're waiting for that person who will meet all my needs, mm-hmm. everything I've ever wanted, mm-hmm. I'm looking for somebody that's going to give me that, mm-hmm. and then, <laughs> of course, mm-hmm. that's not realistic or biblical, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's becoming tough. Yeah, yeah.
4: And I think sometimes even with the ladies to have that acceptance, you know, it's because they may be afraid of losing their control, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting control and knowing that they shouldn't control. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: You know, they can still communicate, they can still share, they can still be there, Mm -hmm. you know, good Mm -hmm. communication with Mm -hmm. her husband. But, you know, having that fear of Mm -hmm. am I going to lose whatever I've been taught? You know, mm-hmm. where a woman has mm-hmm. got to be in control of herself and her family mm-hmm. and give all the orders. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you accept that, the submission part, you know, mm-hmm. it's to serve and yeah. it's to come under and it's to walk parallel with mm-hmm. with your husband, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and know that that doesn't mean because you can't control and things like that that. Mm-hmm. You're not worth anything. Mm. You're actually worth it. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I
2: think that's, um, that will take trust, to be able to trust if I submit myself and I lose, quote-unquote, lose myself, right, mm. to gain more of what's God, what God wants to put into that marriage and mm. it's going to make beautiful in that marriage. As I give myself to my husband, unto the Lord, ultimately... there has to be, I think, that trust Mm -hmm. in that love that George was describing Mm -hmm. that's coming from Christ. And I'm wondering if a lot lot does, you know, kind of play out from fear, Mm -hmm. from that fear of losing Mm -hmm. myself, losing Mm -hmm. my control.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And not wanting someone else to kind of uh, tell me who I am, Mm -hmm. right? Ultimately, Mm -hmm. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. So interesting, so interesting mm-hmm. because suddenly, it, as Sam spoke, it just opened up so much. Because as Christ loved the church, like right, Christ mm-hmm. said to the church, Ask me whatever you want in my name, and I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine that's the husband's mm-hmm. desire for the wife mm-hmm. you ask me what you want, and I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. I will say, and, and the whole mystery of Christ in me, the hope of glory, we become one. Christ in me and me in Christ. Mm-hmm. So there's that unification that happens. Mm-hmm. So how do we understand marriage? Do we see that yeah. uh, Carolyn and George, that were two individuals with different ideas or whatever, mm-hmm. are actually mystically becoming one mm-hmm. and we're representing that unity? Mm-hmm. And yes, we got different roles playing, but mm-hmm. one of the roles of Carolyn is to actually empower me Mm-hmm. I, I think I' painted mm-hmm. a beautiful picture about mm-hmm. the yes. radar and, yes.
3: yeah, and so awesome.
1: the helper mm-hmm. is that empowering me to, to mm-hmm. build in me and to, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she's not building in me, mm-hmm. she's building in us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when I make decisions or when I lead the way, I don't lead her, I lead us mm-hmm. because we are one right. we, and so I just wonder yeah. how deeply do we actually grasp that mm. and understand yes. that.
2: Yes, When mm. mm. you're doing good to the other person, that you're doing good to both. Exactly, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. It's um, Now here's the challenge is that we, we know this, so it, it's easy to read, not easy, but you read it and process it and think it,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but then to apply it when you're in the middle so husband has to love his wife as christ loved the church meaning you initiate love regardless of how the person's treating you because jesus loved sinners so that means that as a husband i have to decide to love Sue regardless of whether she's kind to me whether she is submitting all that it's not that doesn't matter of the call over me Mm -hmm. And it's easy to say it's easy to say it, but it's so hard to do it when it's happening. Because yeah. if I don't get the response, my initial instinct is not to love her as Christ loved the church. It's to do exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that that's mm-hmm. the same for a wife to have a challenge of that type of acceptance, of a relinquishing of control when your husband is not necessarily someone who's acting as though that that you want to relinquish control to so how do we do both how do how do we as husbands love our wives and and not just talk about it but actually do it because i think (laughs) sue and i have had these conversations because we've we both have had these uh we've had these talks and then we'll actually be living life and then we'll say did (laughs) you forget what we talked about?" You know, we both have failed in that already. So how do you go from talking about it to now saying, all right, let's do it. And how do you, um, how do you hold, can you hold the other person to it? Can you call them to it? Can you say, you know, I thought you were going to do this. What do you both think? Do you know what
4: I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think communication is key,
0: mm-hmm.
4: and understanding understanding each other. Mm-hmm. You know, understanding where each other is is at at that stage, um, and understanding each other's needs. Mm-hmm. So there might be yes, we need to do this, but
3: mm-hmm.
4: when we disagree. It's not that there's this angle or whatever between us, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a time to look back and to reflect and to say, okay, why are we disagreeing, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And at times, yeah, we agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. Um, But to know that because George is the head of the house, he's the one that makes the the ultimate decision, Mm -hmm. you know. But I think a big thing is understanding each other. Mm -hmm. Not assuming and presuming, and yes. um, yeah, knowing that we are not perfect and we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I think also trying to um, acknowledge where there is error and apologizing.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and I know George is very good with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not as good, but yeah, he'll always come. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think that just helps,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know,
4: and then, you know, saying, wow, you know, this is the issue, mm-hmm. being open about it and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, just in public and that George is doing well and um, he's amazing and, yeah, you know, that mm-hmm. acknowledgement I think also helps mm-hmm. um, in that relationship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where mm-hmm we may not be doing the rightful things. Yes. Um, yeah. But I think just loving us as wives, loving on our husbands, encouraging them, mm-hmm. lifting them up. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, Whether you as a wife think that he's not taking his role as what well he should be,
3: mm-hmm.
4: that's not your responsibility.
3: Mm-hmm. And I
4: think just to take and stick to mm-hmm. your part, your role, mm-hmm. and not worry about his. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Jesus will work on his role.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You know? mm-hmm. Because like I explained in our talk, mm-hmm. you, know, you guys as husbands are warriors mm-hmm. and we are the helper and the radar. Now if mm-hmm. you try and do that and we try and do it, mm-hmm. we're going to have one heck of a mess. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I don't
1: know if I've answered. Yeah. I, agree with right. I think a big thing is honestly I believe a and I've never had the one thing we never had a challenge with is the submit part, because I think if a man must remind his wife that she must submit to him, ninety mm-hmm. percent of the problem—the problem is the man, yeah. not the wife. <laughs> <laughs> I really mean it. You know, I, the times I mm-hmm. had to, s- to push Carol to mm-hmm. agree with me or to accept, mm-hmm. I can nearly say nine. And a half times out of 10 times. Mm-hmm. I walked away winning that and I'm feeling terrible because I actually knew that I should, that was the wrong decision.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, if we can just, from, I would take that word submit
3: mm-hmm.
1: and put it one side.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And if we can talk about um, yeah, you've got the unique privilege. That um, you made a vow to each other, a commitment. We're going to walk this thing out for life.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's
1: Until death us apart and nothing, the big D doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. There's no sense to be. Yes. No sense. And I mean, no, Karen always Mm -hmm. said from the beginning, we are all fallible and whatever. And even if the worst happens with faithfulness in this, we'll work it out, we'll carry on. We Mm -hmm. are not going the big D way. It's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. And if you kind of settle that in your head and then you start. Mm and, and for me personally, the starting point is walking away from a disagreement mm-hmm. or a, a big outbreak of words. <laughs> 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 oh man, and the roof goes, the windows go, yeah. and your calls are 250, you can't believe how unreasonable your spouse is. But just you just walk away and if you can just for a moment be aware mm. of just how self-centered you are mm. Mm. it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong mm-hmm. it doesn't honestly mm-hmm. 99 times or 100 nobody cares about that decision the world is not going to change <laughs> nobody you know nobody's going to mm-hmm. die because you made the wrong decision mm-hmm. but at that decision the outcome becomes so important to you Mm-hmm. That you'll, for a week, you'll have tension in your house. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's just petty stuff because you are so consumed with your ego. Mm-hmm. It's so important for you mm-hmm. to win it. Mm-hmm. And I think when you start becoming one way, I can honestly say it took us a long time. But the time came where Kevin and I will have a disagreement that go into a verbal disagreement, mm-hmm. you know. And we will walk away from each other. Because we will have time out, mm-hmm. you know, because we've got a golden rule when the sun set it's sorted. Mm-hmm. Even if you still got a bit of an issue, mm-hmm. we kiss, we hold hands, we pray, mm-hmm. and we say, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do it literally the second before we fall asleep.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you that Otherwise there's no sleep. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes,
1: I'm just telling you the truth, and sometimes I cannot do it. And especially in the earlier years, I cannot because my washing machine is going. <laughs> and Carolyn and will bend over me as I'm lying in the bed mm-hmm. and she will whisper in my ear, please forgive me. Mm-hmm. And day of the golden month, -hmm. Because you know, the moment she whispered it in my ear, it's like she's pouring a bucket of coals over my head. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I I don't want her to say that. (laughs) And I know it's not easy for her to say that. And so they they are the moments that define the way forward.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And so sometimes again, I had verbal disagreements, and sometimes Mm it's really big issues, you know. Mm when we walk away from each other, we'll come back to drink tea or something.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What always gives me hope is I can feel the pain in my heart and I can see it in my eyes. Mm-hmm. There's not one of us feeling, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight you now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is mine. Mm-hmm. I've got it all worked out. In the early years, if mm-hmm. somebody disagrees with you and you're already thinking of the answer while they speak, <laughs> mm-hmm. you are wrong you are wrong.
4: Mm. Or assuming what you are doing. wrong. Mm. You must
1: stop there and then and yes. surrender. Mm-hmm. You must just get into that habit to learn. Do I really listen or do mm-hmm. I think what I'm going to say back? Mm-hmm. And as long as you think what you're going to say back, mm-hmm. then you lost the plot. Mm-hmm. It's over, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. <Yeah>. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: And I think also they're not only thinking what you're going to say back, but also thinking, you know what the other person is thinking and going to say, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Before they even finish, you say, Oh, right. oh, oh. Right.
4: <laughs> You know, <laughs> when you say something, you're like, oh, I didn't even say that, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's right. like, right. Right. You did, not know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: Right. Right. Yes. 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 yeah, a lot of assumptions trying to read between right. the lines and then not right. right. gaps in between, <laughs> right? right. right. Making yeah. accusations, yeah. right. Right.
3: right?
2: I think there have been so many times we've looked at it. What were we fighting about yesterday? <laughs> I can't even remember. It was so important.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> so important, not so important. Yeah, yeah.
4: I totally forgot.
0: <laughs> What's interesting is that I find when I have had opportunities to talk to couples, usually there's one out of the two. It's rare that it's both, although it can happen. Usually one out of the two is a little bit quicker in their processing. And so they tend to be the ones who do think about and facts and making a case i'm definitely more of that person than suez i'll say one two three four five here's my points one two three four five I'm six much slower. and then here's my conclusion <laughs> that's the problem <laughs> with preaching a sermon all the time i'm preaching it to my wife <laughs> you know it's pastors and lawyers we're the worst <laughs> sorry lawyers for hearing this but uh but it's not, always, it's not always men, women, Some women do it too. How do you stop doing that? Because I think that's a really great point, what you're saying, George, is that I do think that there's a lot of us who are already, we're not listening, we're actually just coming up with our own logic and our own argu- argumentative facts. And a lot of times, they make sense. It's not as though it's completely illogical. But I do absolutely agree that it's not about being right. Yeah. that 's the problem is that we, we think the the answer to a conflict is always about being right,
3: mm-hmm.
0: so how do you how do you uh, not do that What do you all think
1: I, 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 if you guys want to say so. <laughs> <laughs> For me it's just honestly to become, to to have a glimpse of my heart Mm -hmm. and the more you pray about it and the more you actually, Mm -hmm. once you start seeing it, you create a bit bit of a memory back, you know, you Mm -hmm. start developing a capacity that in the heat of it you can go back to the previous thing and think, just remember how terrible you were last time, how unreasonable you are. And it shakes you a bit, you know. Mm -hmm. I can only speak for myself, Carolyn, uh, one thing, it's, what Carolyn can be strong to a point, and then I can cut, I can cut her, and, and for days she's broken, like really broken, mm-hmm. that happened very much in our early years, mm-hmm. I would say, and that smashed me, mm-hmm. I realized in those days how deeply I loved her, mm-hmm. and her, her pain became magnified in my heart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's, that memories are burnt into my brain mm-hmm. you know? and so when we get into a disagreement and i start feeling to retaliate or mm-hmm. to even mm-hmm. be aggressive in that i try to remember what that does together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think you, you start creating a, in africa we talk about a footpath you start changing, you start creating a new footpath in your brain. Mm-hmm. You stop walking this way, mm-hmm. and if you leave it long enough, the grass grows over it, and you, and you start mm-hmm. walking out the new path. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's what, mm-hmm. that was a turning point for us in our marriage, you know. Is mm-hmm. There were a few things that both of us realized um, mm-hmm. separately, that we are we really going to have to create a new footpath here, yeah, mm-hmm. if we mm-hmm. want to see this thing through well. Yes. Mm. And so we started as individuals. We started walking, and I could see Catalan change. I could literally Mm. see uh, walking a new footpath. And I hope she could see some Mm. of it in me. But you know, Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to make a choice if you're gonna keep on that old path or you're gonna create a new path.
0: Right, right, yeah. No, it
1: is a
2: choice. Um, I think for myself. I can come to Sam with something that I want to talk to him about. And prayed about it, i created a case. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it seems pretty tight. You know. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bring it to him, and he's gonna agree. You know? And I can come to him like that, yeah. or I can pray giving it to God and saying, Lord, I know we need to talk about this. I'm a little afraid of the response, Probably because I want my own way, ultimately, yeah. if I'm yeah. being honest. Because I think I know what's right. Mm-hmm. But if I give it to the Lord and then I, I come, and this happened recently, actually, we were on a walk and and we talked about something that I thought, oh, I don't know. And it was so funny because we go on this like three mile walk. A loop. And right at the last mile, I always bring up something. <laughs>
0: yes. <Yeah>. It's, it's <laughs> right, right up, at so the last yeah. mile. <laughs> This is the spot where you'll pick me up something that yes. I need to <laughs> I need to stop right oh before god. that spot. <laughs> That's I, I know exactly you know where it is. You, <laughs> <get your head laughs> and, you talk
2: about <laughs> a new footpath. I need
3: a new footpath. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs>
2: the third time that happened, Sam said, "Wait, wait, wait! Do you realize this has happened three times in a row? Wait." <laughs> At oh, the same it's, spot. What's gonna happen now? So <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh, oh, you're right."
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> But recently, we, we talked about something that could potentially have gone, you know. And um, by God's yeah. grace, I really felt like there was um, an, an acceptance, you know, and, and an embracing mm-hmm. of not just what I wanted to say, but also what Sam wanted to say. Because I was trusting, you know, God is going to mm-hmm. use this in, in our marriage and also for me to be able to grow from it. Mm -hmm. myself Mm -hmm. personally and and remember Mm -hmm. I I Mm -hmm. did share it I said thank God that he changed the way that I was thinking about Mm -hmm. a certain topic Mm -hmm. and yeah that was good
0: Mm -hmm. we've um excuse me we usually talk about something called pressing in the flesh Mm -hmm. and there's Mm -hmm. this you just know that you're trying to convince Mm -hmm. somebody based on your own flesh versus going to the Lord, praying, asking God for his, for God to do that. If it really is of the Lord, he's going to do the change. It doesn't mean that I don't care or but it does mean that I trust him more than I trust myself. And mm. cause I do think that there are many times where I'm trying to convince you of something and I know, and I'm pushing, pushing, pushing. And I feel the response, it's a defensive response and it it doesn't actually get what I want. Mm-hmm. And actually what I want isn't necessarily what's best. That's another thing. And so, so we'll call each other on it. Are you, are you pressing on the flesh? Are you, is, is that coming out of your flesh or is it something mm-hmm. you've prayed over? And really sometimes I almost wanna lie and say, no, I've prayed over it much and I don't need to do what I said. <laughs> And uh, it's tempting, it's tempting to even spiritualize your own mm-hmm. desires, your own will, you know? it's, so de- it's so deadly in that <laughs> way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one of the questions, we'll go into some of the questions a little bit because there are more topics. Um, because one of the questions, the big one was about conflict, which is what happens when your husband or wife refuses to yield mm-hmm. in a conflict? which obviously there's a lot there because one there's an assumption that your husband and wife should yield but what what do you think so we we sort of I mean we've been touching on this a lot Um, when you when you're in a conflict how do you get out of the conflict maybe you could explain a little bit of the washing machine George because
1: Mm -hmm. people they have no idea what that means most people uh, we, <laughs> we use unique language and names at work um, and it, it actually, you know what helped us so much Sam, is mm-hmm. because we saw it out in our communities, mm-hmm. our orphans, mm-hmm. our grandmothers, because our grandmothers buried their children, which is wrong, right? Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. to bury a child, yes. but to bury five children is mm-hmm devastating. Yes. And so we know that the prefrontal cortex and, and everything become mm-hmm. dysfunctional. I mean they 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 look at they only see the three F's fight, freeze or flee.
3: Mm-hmm. That's
1: all they can do. They look at you they can't even recognize your facial expressions. Mm-hmm. When they see you come they say am I gonna fight you? Am mm-hmm. I just gonna freeze or am i gonna run? Mm-hmm. And we see that in our children who've been traumatized. And so we could see the, mm-hmm. what we call the washing machine. Mm-hmm. So when you speak to a grandmother about the way she treated the child or whatever, mm-hmm. it's so hard to get to her without her feeling you're attacking her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but, you're, but you actually love her because mm-hmm. her washing machine, you know her washing machine goes, mm-hmm. there's no order, it's just yeah. crazy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we took that into the hands community and we said, you know what, I actually see a washing machine sometimes in our own meetings. And I see George when things don't go his way, his washing machine is on. And so we started talking about this. And then we asked each other, can we call each other out on that? In other words, I was sitting in a meeting and people will say to me, you know, your washing machine is on now. And it's such a vivid picture that I would stop dead that moment because I realized, wow. Mm -hmm. I can't think logic now, Mm -hmm. I'm so consumed by my argument and my passion, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how it's Mm -hmm. right or wrong, Mm -hmm. I've lost touch here with Mm -hmm. people's feelings, Mm -hmm. I've lost touch with Mm -hmm. reality Mm -hmm. and and that became a game changer in Mm -hmm. hands Mm -hmm. to help us to become more mature and to deal with Mm -hmm. each other when our washing machines on. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that's just yes. like that
0: little well, That's a great illustration, I think, for couples in marriage. Because when your washing machine is on, mm-hmm. it is hard to hear. Yeah. And in your brain, everything makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. everything's logical. There's a strong argument. Um, it's the other person. And the w- I almost feel like the way you know the washing machine is on is you can't hear yourself. Mm-hmm. You know when you're deaf, or you're losing your hearing, so you speak louder, and you can't mm-hmm. tell you're doing it. But it's very, uh, it, Sue will say, you, you're you raising your voice. I'll say, I'm not, I'm not raising my voice. I'm not raising my voice. How dare you say There's a, it's, you just can't hear yourself. Mm-hmm. It's it's really startling, actually, that you actually can't tell, mm-hmm. but you feel like you can truly the washing machine is on. Mm-hmm. How do you get out of the washing machine? I think with
4: the washing machine, you know, um, with what we've done at Hands at Work is to try and work through what triggered the washing machine. Mm -hmm. What word or what statement Mm -hmm. um, that has come from the past that has either hurt you or done something or, you know, affected your marriage that has. Mm-hmm. turn that washing machine that lots of bubbles mm-hmm. are going mm-hmm. and to figure that out and say but why it shouldn't mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. why did my washing machine go on and to look back and to say okay that was it mm-hmm. that's what the episode was mm-hmm. and to okay i worked through that my washing machine shouldn't be triggering
2: you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: and then just to you know to chat about it and to say you know when that was said my washing machine just went all haywire, mm-hmm. you know, and knowing when the washing machine is starting, mm-hmm. you know, and to be mm-hmm. able to switch it off mm-hmm. and to clear it out mm-hmm. and say, okay, there's no water, there's no soap bubbles, mm-hmm. and there's no clothing to wash, <laughs> you know, <laughs> until something else comes up again yes. and realizing. And I yes. think um, since we've done it and carrying on, you know, the more things you see or hear or experience yes. that trigger your washing machine. Mm-hmm. Once you realize your washing machine is going mm-hmm. and you can't see anything in front of you, mm-hmm. um, you say, oh, but now why? Then go back, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then yes. try and make right or yes. go not speak to the person and say, yes. you know, what you said there really Maybe. set my washing machine or you know, and try and understand.
0: Right, you know? right. <laughs> I think that then goes to what George <clears throat> were just saying earlier, how if you have, if you're truly teachable before the Lord, then the next time you have a conflict, this will hit you. And you'll say, oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. And you'll be a little bit more sensitive to what happened in the past, why that happened. And hopefully it serves you for the next time and you grow, mm-hmm. you know, through that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Do you think there's a place for, um people outside of our marriage to show us our washing machines? Does that, mm-hmm. does that happen a lot in hands? Where yeah. you're able to? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You are That's your brother's right. keeper. I think yeah. all of us need people that speak into our marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: Men need to speak to men. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Every lady should have, a, and not a friend, that shake it and say, yeah, I understand, I feel so sorry for you. Mm-hmm. But somebody will ask you the hard questions mm-hmm. and even say to you, sure, so, you know, I know you can be manipulative. So mm-hmm. are you sure you are not? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somebody can say that to you. Mm-hmm. That's what you, I need. Mm-hmm. I mean, I need it. I don't you are I need somebody mm-hmm. that speaks to me that way. Mm-hmm. And um, we try to create that culture in that and to have that respectful thing mm-hmm. where we speak to each other and um, we speak into each other's lives, but we try to be proactive. And so it's mm-hmm. much better, um, as I just said briefly of you, I think most of the senior leaders in the hands would have at least one evening a week where they would have another couple eating with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we've actually got a moment two couples at alternative coming mm-hmm. like this. And mm-hmm. most, 90% of the time, we just eat together and listen to each other and mm-hmm. enjoy each other. Mm-hmm but we keep our finger on the pulse the mm-hmm. whole time.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: so we try to create an environment where we pick things up mm-hmm. in each other's lives when it's early. Because mm-hmm. you know one thing, Sam? Mm-hmm. There's a few things that is, I don't know how to put it blank, but mm-hmm. there's a few things in life that is really distasteful mm-hmm. and sad to see. And that's people that have been married for a number of years mm-hmm. and they, You watch them and you can clearly see that things are bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The way they treat each other, Mm -hmm. oh, it will look, they will do all the things Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. But you can see underneath, it's Mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. And it's a sad picture for me to see that Mm -hmm. because all of us can have fulfilled marriages, Mm -hmm. but we've got to constantly work on that. Be challenged mm-hmm. on that, pushed mm-hmm. on that, and mm-hmm. people need to speak into that. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. very counterculture mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. individualistic. Right. right. Yes. yes. Nobody, and then we hear somebody at the big D word, and we all yes. never believe yes. it. But well, if you knew a little bit more, yes, mm-hmm. that doesn't just happen overnight. Yes. If anybody was close to them, they would have seen it come. Mm-hmm. And so how close are we into each other's lives right, that right. we can watch
0: them? Well, so this question just came in as a follow-up to that. So how, do you, how do you bring up those hard questions? And how do you get to a culture unlike where, you know, with hands, you've developed this culture, but here in an American individualistic culture where oh this is my private business you know or not, they might not even put it that way but i don't want everyone to know my dirty laundry how do you get to a place where people not only can ask the questions and i almost feel like sometimes it's harder to ask it's hard to ask the questions and it's hard to invite the questions what do you think gets to that place in our context
1: well, I just think one of the biggest things that we need to be honest, and it's always mm-hmm. about honesty, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody's honest to me, it always shapes me. Mm-hmm. Even if they say something good to me. Mm-hmm. If they're honest to me, I know this is genuine that honesty. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel wow, this cuts right deep. Mm-hmm. You know, honesty yes. cuts deep. Yes. <laughs> so what are we doing in the United States at the moment? Every second person has got their own that they go to, yeah. mm-hmm. psychologists that mm-hmm. counsel them. And mm-hmm. I'm not sitting down at the mm-hmm. people, I mean, mm-hmm. there's some good places for that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But those guys, they get paid. Mm-hmm. They, they will say what you want to hear in a way. They don't really, really go deep to the root and say, come paid. on, Sam, mm-hmm. you know what? Mm-hmm. You're selfish you here, mm-hmm. man.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so we need to go back and say, who do I have as a friend? You first Mm -hmm. got to nurture friendship. Mm -hmm. Do you know that, I saw the statistics, I don't want to say it, but it's a frightening number of people in America Mm -hmm. that don't have one close friend. Mm -hmm. They used, I saw a study, they used Mm -hmm. the example, they said if somebody loses a job, Mm -hmm. they don't have one person to even tell I lost my job today. So we live in a culture where there's no deep friendships, You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's so wonderful it's if Gad and I with a couple in hands mm-hmm. and we actually talk openly like this at about mm-hmm. sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. And I say, How are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Safe, mm-hmm. they feel safe. They feel well. And if it's not good, they tell us. Mm-hmm. Or your yeah. finances. I often yeah. ask people, Tell me about your finances. Mm-hmm. How's your support? Mm-hmm. Do you waste money? And when we travel, we come back, guys will say to me, look me in my eye say, have you seen any pornography where you were? Mm -hmm. Have you Mm -hmm. done any? People are just interested in a deeper level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's uncomfortable in the beginning, but it's so liberating, because Mm -hmm. I know people watch my life and they can Mm -hmm. see the early flags and they can speak. so sad to say how to get you're gonna have to create that culture. Yes. We didn't yes. we didn't buy our culture, we mm-hmm. created it. Mm-hmm. It was hard. People mm-hmm. keep against it. People mm-hmm. left hands because of it. But mm-hmm. like we stuck to our guns. Mm-hmm. And,
4: and it is just relationship building, you mm-hmm. know. Um wanting to get to know the person. It's not just a question of how are you? I'm fine. Mm. But actually, how are you? Mm. <laughs> like, right. You know, it's uh-huh. that deeper and um, not in an, in an attitude of I know it all and I want to know all, mm-hmm. um, but it's just mm. in I want to be your friend. Yes. You know? Yes. And open the door mm-hmm. i will open my door if mm-hmm. you will open your door mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but that that relationship like george says getting to know each other right you know getting to be vulnerable yes, yes. and honest yes, yes with each other
3: yes. yes you know the
4: truth will always come out it will always be revealed and mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's just good if you do have mm. a person or bodies mm, mm. that you can trust mm-hmm. and work through things. Mm. It takes mm. a lot of humility, right, mm. to be able to say,
2: mm. I want to be known mm. and I invite you into my life. Mm. Yeah, I want to share
4: freely.
2: Mm. Mm.
4: Mm. And I think, you know, doing that, you know, having that door to be open, mm-hmm. even as like George said, you can grow because once you've overcome once I've allowed myself Mm -hmm. to receive Mm -hmm. this and say, well, Mm -hmm. you know, that's it. I know I'm not perfect. And if somebody's saying, Hey, Carolyn, but you're off the mark here, Mm -hmm. how am I accepting it? What is, Mm -hmm. have I got a teachable spirit? Mm -hmm. Can I check myself and Mm -hmm. say, but Mm -hmm. you know, this, this, yes, or no, Mm -hmm. or you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then it gives me an opportunity to be mm. able to grow.
3: Mm. Yes.
4: Because then you know the Holy Spirit can um, teach me things, show me things mm-hmm. from way back when, what right. I did yesterday, what I can do tomorrow, you know. So to be able to grow yes. and then mm. be encouraged because I've been set free yes. by you know, the person that has come in and helped me, corrected mm. me or showing me things. Mm. Or, yes. You know? Yes. Mm. yes i appreciated also what george said about
2: um marriage is needing work we have to work Mm -hmm. at it and i think sometimes we think we can just close by Mm -hmm. just keep the status quo but that i think goes to a dead end we must grow and change Mm -hmm. and be willing to work
3: Mm -hmm. at it right Mm -hmm. constantly so yes
0: yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that's good um so just to (laughs) let everyone know feel free to ask any questions you can Mm-hmm. uh chat it to me privately and uh i will ask you i won't even say who it's from so that way you can feel free to ask any questions so i have a, a a number of other ones one is what would you say is the biggest difference between your first year of marriage and where you are today and how do how did it, how do you get there because you've been married 37 years
4: this is 37.
0: this is your 37th this is our 24th. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you have 13 more years, 13, <laughs> more than us. And it takes a lot to go from one to 34 <laughs> 37. So, how, what's,
4: I, I know there's many things,
0: but if you could think of one, what would it be, Carolyn, what about for you and then George?
4: Commitment.
0: Commitment. Why? Why that?
4: Because that's your acid. I committed, mm. I accepted him, mm. and through thick and mm. through hell and fire mm. blue stone, and through <laughs> you know wanting to bash each other's heads against the wall, and that kind of thing, and really good moments and yes. fun moments. Yes. You know, knowing that that commitment mm. was until the end, doesn't matter what, mm. you know? Like mm. George has said that we don't even discuss, there's no d-word. Yes. Mm-hmm. in our voc- vocabulary and that's why we don't say the whole word
3: mm-hmm. and
4: um, yeah, just knowing that but mm-hmm. really being committed mm-hmm. being committed to each other me being committed to George and mm-hmm. no, just the way that we grow mm-hmm. with each other from day one mm-hmm. up until now
1: mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. George I would say respect I, know,
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, I think this might sound weird um, in a sense, but I think I respect Carolyn more than I love Carolyn. Mm. I love her with my whole heart. I love her very. I can't imagine my life without her. So, um, mm. but my the respect takes me further. Mm. It pushes me harder. Mm. Um, I think the worst way I can hurt Carolyn is to be disrespectful. That mm. really cuts me deep. Mm. Um, and that happened supernaturally. It wasn't something can mm-hmm. When Karen and I got married, we were very nominal Christians. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, we went to church like we went to you whatever. Know, mm-hmm. We did the religious. Yeah, we did the religion, so it was mm-hmm. not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything changed when Christ came into mm-hmm. our life. You know, we had a radical impact on our marriage mm-hmm. and on the way mm-hmm. we worked with our children and mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. finances and everything mm-hmm. changed. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a deep, deep respect that mm-hmm. I have for Carolyn and um, uh, it turned for me into a responsibility nearly. You know, I feel responsible. So uh, I would not be able to visualize or imagine or think that the time will come when I will walk out of her life. Right. Mm-hmm. just cannot.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like I won't walk out of my child's life. It doesn't matter what they do, they're excellent or not, it doesn't matter, I won't walk out of their lives. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I can can never see that I will have the ability to walk out of Karen's Mm life. It's just not a picture that Mm can enter in my mind. Mm -hmm. I think that Mm -hmm. must be. Mm So,
2: what about you? What
0: they said. <laughs> 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 That's <a> good answer. <laughs> we, we still have 13
2: more years to to catch up. <laughs> you, you go first. <laughs> uh,
0: very, I think very similarly. You know, I think when we first got married, I would have said, my first year I would have said, oh, love, definitely. Yeah. And while I do think it's true, I think I didn't understand what love was. -hmm. The problem with that first year of marriage is we we think love is falling in love. Um, It's Mm -hmm. we have common interests. You know, I'm physically attracted to you. We went out on these dates. Everything's about romance. And again, those are part. They're expressions, Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: but that's not love. Those are expressions Mm -hmm. of and fruits of love. Mm -hmm. To me, now in our twenty fourth year it's very similar to both of you covenant is my word Um, Mm -hmm. and because i think it's love encompassing but it's a contractual committed i'm not gonna forsake you or leave you it's it's the love that the lord has for us Mm then and it's not it's really a contract Mm -hmm. i think we have this hard time because we think it's so unromantic to use words like commitment contract Respect. Those don't sound, you know what I mean? When it comes to you mm. think of marriage, you don't want to hear words like that. Imagine if imagine if you're officiating a wedding, George, and you say, mm-hmm. Bride, groom, get ready. You're in a contract. You're going <laughs> you to be committed question. and you're yes. going to respect one another. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would, they would think, I don't know if I want to get married. That sounds pretty dry. But now after 24 years I, I just praise God that that's what brings us together because mm-hmm. to me that is the it's the foundation upon which we continue moving forward and that's how God loves us I mean, he had a covenantal love with us mm-hmm. a if you do this I will be your God and I'll never leave you mm-hmm. so and that's what we promised. And so I, to me, I, I think that that keeps me going no matter what. I, you're right. Divorce is not a, a part of that process. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, very similar. Yeah. I,
2: I think <laughs> everything for me uh, that I would say one thing that I've definitely grown in is just appreciation. I'm trying to think, like, what is a biblical word for that is there, I don't know. Affection. Just, affection, appreciation, just really... Um, just being more uh, thoughtful about why mm. I appreciate you and not taking things for granted, I think in the beginning I just took a lot for granted mm. um, and yeah I didn't really understand what it meant to be committed to one another to live for the other mm. you know, I really I, I was super selfish I still you know and just that self centeredness was It's something that really, really, really had to die and be, you know, Mm -hmm. God had to chip away. Mm
3: -hmm. And then
2: when we have kids, it's like another level of that, right? And so, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: yeah, so I think Mm -hmm. definitely appreciation. Mm -hmm.
0: um, Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, well, here's the the question that probably everyone feared would come, but it has come. And it is an important part of marriage, sexual intimacy. And so here's the question. My husband wants to make love quite frequently, and I rarely want to. We have constant tension because of this. One, so one, what is the role of sex in marriage? Two, should I have sex with him even though I don't feel like it? And three, how can things be better? (laughs) Pastor. I'm a
1: missionary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey missionaries need sexual intimacy too. Oh <laughs> uh, I well, so I'll, I'll give you my thoughts and then um love to hear what everyone says. First of all, I think that sex is a just like marriage is a reflection of Christ's love for the church, I think physical intimacy and and is a is an expression, a mirror of our spiritual intimacy. It was always intended to be that way, that the union of husband and wife as one flesh is physical and spiritual. And it's meant to be a reflection of, you know, obviously not in, a, in any graphic way, but a union between Christ and his church, the, the absolute connectedness mm-hmm. between Christ and his church. Mm-hmm. It, so to me, sexual intimacy, if there's a problem with sexual intimacy, it's more than just a physical problem it's much more of a problem with the intimacy that is between husband and wife probably in all areas and this question seems to make it pretty clear that there's a a deeper rooted issue than even physical sexual intimacy which is that it, it i really believe with all my heart that if ephesians 5 was lived out to the best that a husband and wife could go, things would be great. The problem is usually that there is, that's not being lived out. Husbands aren't loving their wives as Christ loved the church. Wives aren't submitting to one another and they're not submitting out of reverence for Christ together. And so when that breaks down, then everything starts breaking down. Parenting, um, how you, we'll talk about in-laws soon, but how you integrate in-laws into your relationship, maybe parents into your relationship how you work through the church or and including physical intimacy. And so to me, the role of sex is important because Paul makes it clear in 1 Corinthians 7 that there's only one time that that should be withheld is during the time of prayer and where it's mutually decided. If there isn't that, then there needs to be the question of, are the two of you understanding what it means to love one another? Mm -hmm to submit to one another, and that Mm -hmm. constant um, interplay between those two. And then secondly is, should I have sex with him even though I don't feel like it? Maybe we can ask the women that question. (laughs) 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 Oh, thank you, (laughs) thank you, George. (laughs) Um, Well, what do you think about what I just said first?
1: No, I think it's good. I do think it is. The, the sexual part of our lives has been so under attack. Mm. It's been so perversed mm-hmm. in so many ways mm. um, that if you look at the, the number of young men at the moment who still got to get married, mm-hmm. who are addicted to pornography, for, for example, mm. or married men who are constantly yes. exposed to it. Yes. And all I'm trying to say is here that the person that wants the sex on a regular basis, um, might actually be the wrong person, also not mm-hmm. just the one of holding because it might be for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. right? Because yes. he gets he got started up at work when he watched pornography with him, right? You understand, yes, so yes, and and a wife will sense that, yes, option. yes. And so, for me, you know, uh, the the closest I can go to the bone on this one on air, would be to say sex for a marriage couple, that absolute climax pleasure that you have Mm -hmm. is because you know your partner is now. you're giving something to your partner now, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That moment is the God intended gift because you are blessing somebody somebody's blessing you and you mm-hmm. both walk away and you felt i gave everything and i blessed and mm-hmm. i was blessed. Do you understand yes when it is not like that when mm-hmm. your wife is becoming i nearly want to say a tool for mm-hmm. something that's right. in your head mm-hmm. yes she might understand it like that and yes. she might sense that this is not to bring joy to me, mm-hmm. but this is I'm, I'm a tool here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And on the other hand, is if your wife really don't want mm-hmm. it, there's nothing wrong with it, man. right? And wife just withhold, it's more than a physical. Yes. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yes. it's mental. Yes. And now when I'm saying this, I'm not a medical person, there can be biological reasons uh-huh. or the background. right? Mm-hmm. But in general, when people we've counseled, I would say often mm-hmm. there's a blockage in a in, in wife or a husband's head that doesn't want to do it because there's something that they can't switch into mm-hmm. that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so on both sides, we need to really just be very honest and talk about mm-hmm. these dangers yes. that are perversing us, mm-hmm. bringing dysfunction. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's, it's something that was created to be, like George has said, created to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's created to be right. magical. It's not created because it's a must. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: It's created for that those special moments, that um, deep intended love. Mm-hmm. It's not created because you have to have sex. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and like uh, George was saying as well, and that lady, you know, if the husband wants to have sex every night, six times a night, um, why, mm-hmm. you know, um, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I think it also just creates an opportunity um, for both of them to be able to chat, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and, um, you yeah, just, right. you know, speak about it and try and understand each other a bit more. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, love George yeah. even says, you know, Sometimes we don't know, and what what is it? Mm-hmm. And there could have been a strain within the marriage or something mm-hmm. that you spoke about, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and you, you know, it creates mm-hmm. a, a time mm-hmm. um, that you can chat. Because mm-hmm. You need to be able to be open to each other and vulnerable mm-hmm. to each other, yeah. in all aspects. That's right, yeah.
1: But and I want to take it back, I want to push it a bit back to the church mm-hmm. also, Sam. And so like marriages where who's going to speak to me and Carolyn, you know, mm. the same was sex. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to an American guy a few years ago he was in South Africa, bringing awareness. I think it was called digital addiction. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. And
1: he said, it's exactly the same part of your brain that get addicted to cocaine. Exactly the same part mm-hmm. of your brain is what get addicted to pornography. And so he, he did a big study on this. He's got proof, everything. And he went to many, many churches in the United States. And he said, are you prepared to talk about it? Can I come to your pulpit and bring the facts and you share? And he said, more than 85% of church leaders said, no, we don't want this to be spoken about. In mm. fact, we don't have that problem in our church. Mm. And so can you see... That mm-hmm. if that denial is even in your churches mm-hmm. where nobody wants to talk about the problem mm-hmm. of pornography, mm-hmm. which is frightening statistics mm-hmm. coming out now, mm-hmm. we don't talk about it. It's a mm-hmm. pandemic among us. It's it's causing dysfunction in our sexual lives mm-hmm. and all of that. But everybody is just saying yeah. you're not allowed to do it. It's yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Yet everybody, the guy sitting next on your bus, is doing that. that. Mm-hmm. You understand? So I want to push this thing a bit to the mm-hmm. church and say, where are we? Mm-hmm. If, if we can talk to our men and young boys and ladies, because I think it's a problem. Mm-hmm. All, and we can explain the dangers and how it corrupts us and mm-hmm. how it's so important for us to build fences mm-hmm. around it. Mm-hmm. We can go a long way to have mm-hmm. more happy Mm. sexual relationships mm-hmm. in our families. Mm-hmm. You know, start mm-hmm. with.
4: Yes, mm-hmm. yes,
3: mm-hmm.
4: yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that so also just helps that women more so, but I think also men, that we don't feel like sex objects, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that is just there. Mm-hmm. We're there because we're there. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. But, yes, you know, yes. but right. that the true intention of right. it all does play out. Mm-hmm.
0: I think for men, they can—that's their uh, sin—is to use sex or use their wife, use their wife um, as a tool of self-centeredness. Ultimately, Um, for women, perhaps it's using sex as a tool for
1: bargaining. Yeah, Yeah, bargaining.
0: Yeah, power. Mm -hmm. And both of those happen.
3: in marriage
0: that are both equally hurtful. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: How do you address so maybe um do both of you mind speaking to the women who maybe use sex in that way? Maybe George and I can speak to the (laughs) men who use it as a tool of you know of of using Mm -hmm. women.
4: I just think using sex as a, a tool to get to mm-hmm. your husband or to try and destroy your husband mm-hmm. is just not right, you know, mm-hmm. um, understanding why, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's not just for my pleasure or what I can get out of it,
3: mm-hmm. but it's
4: for others. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and realizing that, mm-hmm. and it's not all about me, as I've said, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I think just to work through that and understand mm-hmm. that he's not there just to play around with. He's not there just mm-hmm. to be there when I need him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No. Right. As George said, that, that special relationship that we have and that God intended in our lives together, mm-hmm. not to abuse each other mm-hmm. and to use each other, but mm-hmm. just to love each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big thing. It's not to use and abuse, but it's to love. Mm -hmm. And to make that sexual time a time where both of you are appreciating it Mm -hmm. and accepting it Mm -hmm. and um, getting what God has given to us. Mm -hmm. Why we have sexual intimacy.
2: And I think it grows out of um, communication and appreciation, mm-hmm. that mutual mm-hmm. love that you're both building. Mm-hmm. And I think if there's resentment either way, it really affects it so mm. negatively, mm. right? To mm-hmm. be able to respect one another's mm-hmm. needs. And, and, but I think really talking about it, not in a way that's, um, you know, demanding mm-hmm. um, either way, mm-hmm.
4: Mm. Or degrading.
2: Yeah. 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 Oh, why can't you do this for me anymore? Or, yeah. You know. Then why can't you, you know, wash the dishes for me more or something? Mm. You know? But um, I think learning how to respect mm-hmm. one another's needs and appreciate one another, mm-hmm. um, and I think we ta- we spoke about tone,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and I think that is so important, mm-hmm. right? And to be able to mm-hmm. really deeply respect
3: mm-hmm.
2: each mm-hmm. other and consider each other even more than myself, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? I think it
0: goes both ways. I mean, when I think of one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, it's Mm self-control. That's that's something that should be growing as you're growing as a believer of Christ. And that impacts, obviously, something like what you're looking at on the computer screen. But also, even... (laughs) Even for men, maybe who have a desire, it's really important that that desire is is placed in its proper perspective in its proper way. Left unchecked, it—I mean—I think it's uh, James where Mm -hmm. he talks about, uh, or well, James says it in James one, but also uh, where God says to uh, Cain, "Sin is crouching at your door," Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. such a vivid image but recognizing that as you both have said so well is that sex is intended to be a a beautiful picture of what marriage and and the the joy and the fullness of joy in marriage that god has given to us as a gift so sex is not evil or bad Mm -hmm. it's a good beautiful gift but it can be so easily and george you said it already Our culture has tried to destroy it and Satan is using it to get people to turn it into something that's perverted and Mm -hmm. something so dark when it really is something beautiful and bright. And it's a shame that the world has taken something like that and, and actually put it on display in a way in which it's completely lost its idea of what's beautiful about it. And so, for me, I think for guys who are like there's no never a reason why a man should demand it without or definitely any type of physical force or manipulation um it's <laughs> I always listened to a a, a uh Mary seminar once Sue and I went to it. It was a long time ago, and he was talking about sex. And uh, he he called it like he said for a lot of guys. There's the um, the there's the sigh, the men's sigh. And I've had that sigh before. That sigh. Okay. (laughs) You know. No, not tonight. (sighs) Okay. I'll go and. Read, <sighs> just a lot of sighing. <laughs> if, if there's a lot of sighing around, you know someone's been rejected and turned away. <laughs> and uh, again, this is that goes back. That's why I say it goes back to Ephesians five because husbands are supposed to love one another, love their wives as Christ loved the church, and it's not dependent on the wife. Mm-hmm. So regardless of whether the wife is all embracing when it comes to sexual intimacy, or actually has Mm -hmm. challenges—even maybe Mm -hmm. physical challenges, maybe there's deep trauma or hurt in the past or Mm something—and it's much more difficult, that doesn't mean that Ephesians five doesn't stay, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. as part of the process. We still have to love our wife as Mm -hmm. Christ loved the church. We still have to be patient, kind, self-control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, George? Yeah, that's good, too.
2: too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I think 521, too, when it talks about mutual submission, mm-hmm. right, submitting mm-hmm. to one another out of reverence for Christ, that I, uh, is a big part, I think, too, of that communication mm-hmm. in about sexual intimacy, mm-hmm. right?
4: Mm-hmm. Understanding each other's mm-hmm. needs. Yeah.
0: I want to talk about in-laws because we spent some time before talking about it. And I know a number of people have questions, issues, challenges when it comes to in-laws, parents, and especially those who are, parents who are growing older, Mm -hmm. a lot of adult children now needing to care for their older parents. Some are even perhaps taking their parents in or in-laws into their homes. And I know both of you have a lot of experience in this area. You've recently buried George's mom, but she had lived with you for it. Oh, 12 yeah. years, 12 years. And so um, there's a lot there. And then after this, I'd like to just field open questions. If no one has questions, then we'll end our time. Um, but can you give a little bit of a, just a, a quick synopsis of how it was that you took in only George's mother into your home? What was that like for mm-hmm. both of you? What are some of the joys that came from that experience? And what are some of the challenges and any words of wisdom for people out there? And Sue and I will just ask some follow-up questions. Mm-hmm. As we... Either one you
1: to share.
4: Mm-hmm. I think well, it's my mother-in-law. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So. Can we tell
1: mother-in-law jokes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anytime. Yeah. I have some too. <laughs>
4: Yeah, so I think, um, well, first of all, got on very well, very, very well from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, when I met Georgia's parents and um, we always said that they can come and live with us anytime. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when George's dad passed and, yeah, only stayed on her own for a year and then she stayed with my sister-in-law and then we just kept the door open, you know, and we in that come. Now it's time that you need to come and stay with us. You know, situations were just um, in that way Mm -hmm. at that time. And, yeah, we just said, we'd like you to live with us. We've got the space. We've got the time, you know. um, Either one of us are at home to be able to care for her for however long she lived. And, of course, it just happened that way that she moved in the July and it was the August when I said to her, because she had had cancer before, but she was in remission mm-hmm. and was naughty, didn't go for her follow-ups and things like that, and coming to us and not feeling well. And I said, to her, well, why don't we just go to our doctor get all your records there? And that's, of course, when we found out she had chronic myeloid leukemia, um, given six weeks to live. And again, just seeing as we wanted her in our home to care for her, Mm -hmm. we didn't realize, you know, Mm -hmm. that it was for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, as we spoke earlier over dinner, having the drug Mm -hmm. and 12 years later Mm -hmm. she then passed. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I think it was good. The kids were still growing up. They Mm -hmm. really loved Omi and, you know, Omi was part of the life and I think we had to work in Getting into a routine, I loved her as my own mother, Mm -hmm. you know, not only my mother in law. Mm -hmm. But I think getting into that routine of, you know, where's her place? Where's Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. my place? Having her in my home, Mm
3: -hmm.
4: being George's mum, you know, all those kind of respectful things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there were things along the way. Mm-hmm. you know trying to define each other and mm-hmm. if she wanted to do all the cooking all the time so okay let's just work this out mm-hmm. and have a, a roster monday she did dinner mm-hmm. tuesday i did dinner wednesday george did dinner mm-hmm. you know and the same with the dishes and things mm-hmm. like that so building on that mm-hmm. i don't know if you want to say anything else
0: what before you continue just for everybody's sake uh only it means grandmother, grandma in mm. Afrikaans, right? Mm. So, did you call her Omi?
4: All of us. Older, you right? did. Mm.
0: I know, George. You eventually did. Yeah, but she. But well, you in. call her mom, right? Or
4: well, yeah. Well,
0: I think
1: when she moved in with us, the Hens community started calling her Omi, and yes, I, mm. I ended up calling her Omi <laughs> she her. was <laughs> hans's Omi. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. 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 Yes.
0: So everyone called her Omi. Yes.
4: Yeah, I mean, Jojo is used to call her mom, yes. yeah. and you know, when he started to his siblings and things. Because well, that is the son. of yes. respect, right? yes. So, yes. and then like you said, we all started calling her <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, you were
1: saying? You know, if I, if I look back at Omi, um, it wasn't easy because we couldn't really do what we wanted to in traveling and because mm. we always had my mom with us and always had to think about it mm. but i think just the way god blessed us mm. in that and through mm. that you yeah. know yeah. Um, mm. one of the most fondest pictures of we well, always have of only was when nikki when we adopted yeah. nikki and mm. Carolyn would be working in the office and then Nikki will come back from school and Nikki and Omi will sit on the veranda mm-hmm. and Omi will teach Nikki mathematics, you know. Mm-hmm. And here I would see this old lady and this child who we have adopted who never had even a mother or father or anything now. She's her, not just parents but a grandmother. Mm-hmm. And um, mm. yeah, it was just a uh, a beautiful picture that mm-hmm. we saw mm-hmm. um, of how she blessed us mm-hmm. as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and she became this prayer warrior in hands. Mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon she was in the veranda. Mm-hmm. People from everywhere would just come to her mm-hmm. and she would just bless them and pray for them.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
1: and so it wasn't it wasn't always roses and mm-hmm. uh, sunshine. Mm-hmm. But we wouldn't swap it for anything. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. genuinely a richness mm-hmm. it came to us as a family, mm-hmm. and a family, a big family, mm-hmm. just benefit, mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. from her being Yes, yeah. I think
0: people listening would say, oh, "If I had a, if I had Omi as my mother-in-law, as my mother, mm-hmm. it would be, I would, yeah, I would love that too." But I don't have Omi as my mother-in-law or mother. Um, what if you have a difficult parent, uh, more controlling, much more, um, you know, someone who's a little bit more self, self-centered, you might say. And you know, as you age, it's very easy for that to even grow. Actually, you feel more entitled. Or those around you to serve you sometimes some parents think of their children as almost their piggy bank their retirement. retired like you've heard of that mm-hmm. oh my children are my retirement fund you know and so what do you say to a you know, now a grown man or a woman who's now a father or a mother and they're dealing with a very difficult in-law or parent mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you counsel them because they don't have an own need.
4: Mm-hmm. I think the good, a big thing again is, you know, if you've got a difficult parent with your parents, let's just say one parent, um, is to make sure that that parent knows that you love them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that you want them in your, in your home. Now, whether it's been a need where you've had to take the person and put them in your home, Mm -hmm. um, but just so that they feel accepted Mm -hmm. and to love on them in the correct way, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Still allow them, and I think it's a lot of conversations, a lot of things, knowing that they are an individual Mm -hmm. and they have been independent Mm -hmm. for so many years Mm -hmm. and have to change their dynamics of thinking like you have to mm-hmm. as a family yes. that they are they will need to depend on you at some stage. Mm-hmm. But at other stages they are still dependent they're independent, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. They don't depend on you. Yes. And then how do you work that out? Mm-hmm. You know, still give them responsibilities mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. so that they can feel that they are worth something. You know, right. that they're contributing to the family. Yes. Um but it is good also to chat and to have those discussions. Mm-hmm. To say, okay,
3: mm-hmm. um,
4: we know that you brought up your home. This is mm-hmm. our home, and you know, just have a respect for each other.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and it is difficult,
3: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
4: but don't give up. You know, mm-hmm. um, persist in it constantly you know, chat with each other, Mm -hmm. encourage Mm -hmm. the person, Mm -hmm. you know, and make that person feel loved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Always including them as much as you can into your family life, your family dynamic like that, even though they're independent, but still wanting to
4: make them. I think as far uh as you can, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you still want them to have their own life, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. feel that they can still do their mm-hmm. own washing and washing mm-hmm. their hair, mm-hmm. or go to church—a different church to what you go mm-hmm. to because mm-hmm. that's what they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe you could speak into this. Um, it's a topic that we had talked about earlier, which is: so you have you have elderly parents, you have husband and wife, and you have children. And sometimes those elderly parents still think of that the husband and wife, whatever son and daughter we're talking about, as their child first, not husband and wife first. You know what I mean? They see this relationship. They don't see this relationship between husband and wife, which usually, so especially this happens quite often if parents of a son Still try to maintain control over the son, and they bring separation between daughter and uh, the, the daughter in law and the son, which can lead to devastating consequences between, in this marriage. What would you say to both the daughter in law and the son in that type of situation? What advice would you give them if this, this yeah. couple is? Understand. To, you understand what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: think. <clears throat> You know the same, nobody can make you angry, you choose to be angry. Mm. Um, this is, we shouldn't let each other get away with lies like, they make me angry. Mm. Um, you see something and you make a decision, I'm going to be angry and I think it should be the same with people. So there must be, there must be a firm understanding that anybody can live in my house. That, um, you know, Ken and I, this might shock a lot of people, but Ken and I told our children from young, we told them we actually love each other more than we love them. Because we we loved each other before they were yes, yes. We love them. We'll die for them happily, but they mm-hmm. must always remember mm-hmm. they were adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, to say this in a, in a concert, Keep
0: this in mind because on Wednesday we'll be talking about this topic,
1: which is actually very
0: important. You you know, we're we're, going to dive deep into that. I won't go there, but I mean, I'm just saying to you, I want to
1: draw that comparison, but to say that to a culture where children are idolized, it's Mm -hmm. a very important question to say. And it's self-defeating. You came after. You're Mm -hmm. the aftersword. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. But, (laughs) But, and so when parents move into your house, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. display the love and the kindness of Christ. I can actually make it uh, a theological argument that, it, first and foremost, it is our duty to look after our parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am not saying everybody can do it, and I'm not p- putting a heavy on anybody mm-hmm. that, whose families are in the tired homes, or mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. that's by far the best choice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I am saying we need to understand that it is our responsibility. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't change the hierarchy of the family. Mm-hmm. As the husband and the wife, mm-hmm. who are the leaders of that house and our husband who must take ultimate responsibility mm-hmm. for providing, protecting, and caring for that family, mm-hmm. when that mother comes in, she comes in now not as his mother that can control or manipulate mm-hmm. and have even got a say over the door and door because it's my son. Mm-hmm. It's not like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that must be made very clear mm-hmm. by, the, by the son in mm-hmm. front of the wife. He mm-hmm. said, so, Mom, you are welcome mm-hmm. here, but I don't want my Catalan mm-hmm. to say it to you, so I'll say it to you. Mm-hmm. She's, she's the woman of this house. Mm-hmm. It starts and stops mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. She makes the decisions Yeah, You understand, mm-hmm. Mom? Did you have to have that yes. conversation? Don't you think, did. So wait,
0: when you were bringing her in, into well, your home.
1: Initially we did look at, uh, we did it gently at that time because yes, I'm not saying you must have yes, yes, heavy rules. But people always <laughs> look amazing from outside. Oh their fluids. And so we did do it initially, yes. but then there were times where I had to sit with only and say, we don't question your love or your reason mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I want to remind you. Mm-hmm. That this is my wife mm-hmm. and this is her house mm-hmm. and we want you here. Mm-hmm. We never ever think of mm-hmm. that. You know, we always said we, you must be here. We yes. want allow you to live." Mm-hmm. But if you think Nikki mustn't do that and Carolyn says she must do it, mm-hmm. then she does mm-hmm. you, You've got all the yes. rights to go to Carolyn and say, can we talk about that if, if there's a place? But at that moment, and if Carolyn and I have got disagreements mm-hmm. or whatever, you don't have to become part of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's between us. Yeah. So one of the things we spoke about yes. earlier was yes. we must present ourselves also as one yes. to mm-hmm. the mother. Yes. So the worst thing I can do, or Karen can do is to say, go and tell your mother. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. now I go to my mother without Carolyn. Carolyn mm-hmm. doesn't know what's happening in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I come back and I say, well, you okay, know, maybe you
4: were a bit harsh.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, I can
4: see where this oh. is going. Did you see her? <laughs> <I>,
3: yeah. <laughs> uh. So tonight, I got the best of second. <laughs> so, what are you about to say? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: And I just think it's very important and because that's yeah. where the cracks are coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We must go together to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let's talk yes. about it. Or mm-hmm. yes. well, if Caroline wants to say something to her, she must say it to her face-to-face. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know it's not easy. Yes. Having children is not easy. Yes. Being married is not yes. easy. Mm-hmm. But you know, your mother brought you into this world. She cared for mm-hmm. you. She looked out for you. Mm-hmm. There's something there that comes in place. Yes. There's, uh, mm-hmm. there's yes. a thing there that you need to be careful and you don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So easy to not happen.
0: There's a follow up question. In that example, what if the mom does not agree with the son wanting to honor his wife first and continues to demand obedience to the mother in constant disregard to his wife? Ooh, that's a tough one. How do you balance honoring your parent while also honoring your wife, especially as an only child and no father? Mm-hmm let me tackle the second part and Joy, if could, or if anyone else can tackle first because i think what's interesting is that the concept of honoring you know the one the ten commandments honor your father and mother i think there's a big difference between honoring uh, versus obeying mm-hmm. and i don't think the commandments say obey your father and it says that actually in ephesians but it's to children who are living essentially not who are under the leadership of that father and mother. Mm-hmm. But once they're out of the home, that really doesn't apply. And what applies is the honoring. And I do think you can honor without obeying. Because mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. I, I think honor means respect, that you treat them with dignity and respect.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But that doesn't necessarily mean I have to do what they say. Mm-hmm. So I can yeah. I should talk <laughs> to them without being angry. I should Treat them with honor in the sense that they're still my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my mother, and my father. But I don't think that means I need to obey them. So that's my take on the, that question of. Whereas with my wife, I'm not honoring her. I'm supposed to love her as Christ loved the church. To me, that's a that's the ultimate standard. So if we're talking about high standards, there's no higher standard than what I have to do for my wife. Nothing is calling me to love this person as Christ loved the church Mm -hmm. above what I'm supposed to do for my Mm -hmm. wife. Not my mother. (laughs) No, I think, I think,
1: I think theologically all of us would say Mm -hmm. amen to what Mm -hmm. you say. Mm -hmm. All of us. I think then we say, okay, so whoever wrote that question, Mm -hmm. if I have to give him advice Mm -hmm. now, you see, that's where it gets muddled. Yes. So
0: if you give the advice, what would you say? Exactly.
1: I would say a couple of things. I would say, first of all, I just want to, Touch quickly on honor. In my culture, Mm -hmm. honor can be an intimidating, fear-causing, remembering father, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and nearly like I become the mafia in that family. You know, because (laughs) ultimately I'm the father, Mm -hmm. and it just means I'm above every law. No, 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 Mm no, no. That's enough. That's not Mm -hmm. Mm honor. That's fear. Now, Mm we let's just take only in this context that only wanted to, me to obey her. Mm-hmm. And she actively... Yes, tried to get in the middle. So the, mm-hmm. the, the word is very clear. Let no man separate what God has put upon. Mm-hmm. And right. as much yeah. as it will break my heart, and I thank Jesus, it never even closely happened, mm-hmm. if my mom has pushed me to that place, I would say to him, have. Mom, we want you to stay here, but if you come to me and Catalina, we'll help you to find another place. Mm-hmm. We will, and mm-hmm. I will be the one taking yes. your bags and putting you in the yes. car. And it will break me, it will most yes. properly break me for mm-hmm. the rest of my life, but I mm-hmm. will do it mm-hmm. because the fact that she moves into my house, she released me. The Bible says you will leave your, your mom, mother yeah. and father yeah. and you will cling to something. <laughs> the man is supposed to leave. Yes. It's not the woman and no, no, the man. Yes. So you That's, will cling to your wife. Yes. And so when I mm-hmm. left my parents to cling to Carolyn, yes. mm-hmm. in a sense, I released them mm-hmm. of their responsibility for me. Mm-hmm. But secondly, mm-hmm. I also made a statement no longer have you got a hold of me. Mm-hmm. You understand yes. what I mean by that? Okay. You are not the supreme person in mm-hmm. my life anymore. Yes. I've put somebody else now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so when my mother gets invited into my house, mm-hmm. she joins a new order, she comes mm-hmm. into a new place. Mm-hmm. Highly respected, highly loved, mm-hmm. but definitely um, mm-hmm. at the most Mm-hmm. She can give advice. Yes. She can mm-hmm. give. Yes. She can share her wisdom. Yes. Mm-hmm. But she's got no executive authority in my
2: house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So mm-hmm. even if they, uh, if the mom disagrees, because I think this is the situation where the mom is absolutely adamant. No, I'm. I'm going to be, you know, the matriarch. Or. But you've got so- to confront her. Yes. That's what. I, and i mean,
1: again. We 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 are now the third time
2: tonight. Where we
1: got very <clears> counterculture. <throat> yes. Yes. But I want to mm-hmm. say to you. You have, You don't have a choice. No, no. Will you allow anybody else to come in country mm-hmm. and country marriage? China? You won't, right? Want, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, they, mm-hmm. your mom um, or whoever said it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. I'm not saying they do it by purpose. Mm-hmm. So because yes. I'm not attacking the person. Mm-hmm. Yes, but mm-hmm. I'm saying that the, the goal behind it, the spirit behind it, will destroy your yes. marriage. Mm-hmm. and that is not going to help anybody. Right, Mm -hmm. You must confront Mm it, whatever confront means in Mm -hmm. your language. But you must sit down and say to them, mom, if this Mm -hmm. can't be worked out, if you're absolutely adamant, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to have to help you to find another place. Mm -hmm. Because this Mm -hmm. is now a vow between me for death. Mm -hmm. And not even you can break Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: it. What I think about that is that, one, a mom's love like that Mm-hmm. They think it's totally out of the benefit for that son. I'm protect. I'm caring for him. Yeah. I'm loving him. But in reality, it's it's not it's not beneficial. It's mm-hmm. it actually is creating such a rift that it actually will make an impact not just on husband and wife, but generations will be impacted. Mm-hmm. The, the whole concept of divorce. Mm-hmm. So we the mom might think I'm doing this for your good, but it absolutely is not. Secondarily, is that I think a lot of uh, people who are afraid to have that conversation,
3: mm-hmm.
0: they think, mm-hmm. well, if I do this, my mom is going to be, and you know, the question came in, especially as only, an only child and no father.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: you know, there's, there's this fear that, well, if I do this, then like, my poor mom, she's alone. She's going to die alone. And, you, but I, with guilt, mm-hmm. but I think this is where you take into account. Do I trust God in his word mm-hmm. that what she needs what that mom needs is a right view a biblical view that this isn't for her it's actually if he acts trusting god in his word this will be for her benefit as well as for his wife and his children and i've seen marriages restored after a husband who was afraid Mm -hmm. to take that step to actually do it and i've seen parental relationships sometimes i almost feel like because those it was never severed because the Husband did not leave, mm-hmm. that that tie is so strong, it actually is destroying that relationship. But but it's almost like once it's cut,
3: mm-hmm.
0: now a new relationship is formed, mm-hmm. a better one, one that God intended and designed mm-hmm. in his structure of how a family is designed. Mm-hmm. And the more that we trust his word, the more then parents are much. Once they get rid of that, it's almost like oh, it's a relief. Turn, maybe they don't feel that, mm-hmm. but one day they'll look back, Lord willing, retrospectively, and say, "This was better, actually. Mm-hmm. I needed to see it this way." Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that? I've seen it actually happen. It's mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Yeah. That's God's redemptive grace.
2: And
4: sometimes it takes years.
0: It takes but... years, pain, and there's a lot of pain too. So mm-hmm. it's not that it's easy. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. But I think also, you know, not only being the issue of a, an only child. I'm an only mm. child. Mm. Um, <laughs> 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 you know, so I think not only being the fact about only child, you can be a, a group of six kids. Mm. And but the mm-hmm. thing is that manipulative spirit mm-hmm. as well. You know mm-hmm. that can be with the parent over the child mm-hmm. because even though. Um, I grew up with my mother my father got divorced when I was small you know and that kind of thing and trying to control things Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. what I should do Mm -hmm. and trying to get me Mm -hmm. to live her life Mm
3: -hmm.
4: you know all things she wants to do ballet so I have to do ballet. Mm -hmm. you know she Mm -hmm. wanted to play the piano never had the opportunity I must play the Mm piano you know those kind of things Mm -hmm. and I think that is dangerous as well because Mm -hmm. When you have that, whether you're an only child or whether you're one of six, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to break that bond of saying, Mom, I am living my life.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: I'm a new human being, I'm a a unique human Mm -hmm. being, Mm -hmm. and I cannot live your life for you. You've lived your life, you Mm -hmm. made choices, Mm -hmm. and this is my choice now, Mm -hmm. you know. And not for her to continually manipulate mm-hmm. in the act of because I love you. Yet mm-hmm. manipulation, yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Anyone have any last questions? That's a lot. You can unmute yourself and ask the question straight, or you can send it to me um, uh, privately. We'll give a few more moments. I mean, I, I had a bunch more, but the, we'll just. I just wanted to open it up to anybody else. So, is any last questions? I figure this is a lot easier than doing premarital or marital counseling with many, many different couples. So, <laughs> if this is your time, ask away. It could be on anything. I guess that's it oh thank you both so much um you know it was a blessing i think we uh thank you, you know, mm-hmm. i know sue and i learned a lot mm-hmm. yeah, all much yeah. much and uh, on wednesday we will cover the second part of this uh, parenting <laughs> <laughs> and we each have four children so we'll talk a little bit more about that and you're at a different stage of life than we are Um, but uh you know we'll get a sense of where everyone's at and uh, hopefully it'll be fruitful for everyone let me just pray for us Mm -hmm. father i praise you thank you for just this beautiful gift of marriage it's uh, a wonder that you would bless us immensely with husband and wife you know though this world is really warring against this institution you are very designed for how life is to be structured we know that he who is in us is greater than he that is in the world so we need not be afraid and pray especially for those husbands and wives who are maybe challenged um, maybe in the thick of uh, the throes of self-centeredness and sin but we recognize that we worship a god who is a redeeming god who can take even a kernel of wheat that wheat that dies and from it springs life you make all things new oh lord and you continue to do so so i pray that you protect our marriages cause them to thrive To find our greatest satisfaction in Jesus, who is our only hope, and I thank you, Father, for George and Carolyn and for just their hearts, their 37 years of life together. Pray for many, many more to protect them, guard them, and keep them in your care. And give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. We pray. Have a good night, everybody, and thank you for joining us. We will see you on Wednesday, hopefully. Good night.